0: on this edition of alberta dugout stories the podcast we're back and so is baseball on a variety of levels including some local leagues Welcome to episode 101 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We'd like to once again thank each and every one of you for your patience and understanding as we took a bit of a break on both the podcast and on the website. Ian took his family on a midsummer excursion while I added to my family with the birth of Lachlan Connor on July 22nd. It has been wonderful getting to spend some uninterrupted time with my wife and new son, and now we're easing back into the old routines again. A lot has happened over the last couple of weeks. The MLB season got underway with some COVID-19 storyline surrounding Miami and St. Louis. We also had Calgary's Mike Soroka pick up where he left off with the Atlanta Braves, but unfortunately, as you are probably aware, the 23-year-old sophomore suffered a season-ending Achilles tendon injury trying to run over to cover first base. We wish Mike a speedy recovery and can't wait to see him come back stronger than ever in 2021. Another storyline we've been keeping an eye on is the return of baseball on Alberta's Diamonds. Whether it be the youngsters hitting the field, train, or even a few leagues doing cohort games, it has hasn't been a total ghost town on the field. One example of that has been the Foothills Major Baseball Association. The senior men's league serving the Calgary region kicked off its season in early July and is already closing in on its playoff schedule. Our own Ian Wilson was going through withdrawals of local baseball, so he and his family headed to Glen Hansen Park in late July to check out a game between the Longhorns and the Diamondbacks. Ian also did some double duty on the outing by chatting with board member and Wolfpack utility man Curtis Smith about the league and much more.
1: Curtis welcome to the program
2: yeah thanks for having
1: me so why don't we start a little bit uh, just getting to know you a little bit and your journey in baseball uh tell us about your baseball bro- uh background and uh, just how you came to be with uh with the fmba
2: yeah so um uh started out uh calgary bay bruce baseball um calgary bay bruce indians back in the early two thousands, early to mid two thousands. Um, I was actually from there, uh, I was actually part of the inaugural class of the Vauxhall Baseball Academy, um, back in fall twenty fall two thousand six, spring two thousand seven school year. Um, for my grade twelve year and then from there, um, playing under Les McTavish and, and Jim Cocos, and then and then from there translated the coaching I got there into a, a small scholarship down to uh, Southwest Minnesota State University uh, where I played a couple of years before ultimately transferring to University of Nebraska Omaha for, to wrap up the, the college career um, down there. Uh, finished my, my degree in kinesiology and then uh, about 2012 or 13 and then came back to, to Calgary to kind of settle down and come home and start working um knew right away that well, I was, as i was familiar with the league coming back because i would spent the summer while i was in university i would spent a summer playing for a little bit with the Calgary cardinals in the fmba so i would already been aware of the league's existence at the time when i was knew i was coming back to Calgary. so right from day one i knew that i was going to be coming back um hitting the workforce and playing ball in the summers with with the fmba so that was 2014 would have been my first year i think
1: Give us a little bit of a Coles notes on the uh, the league. Uh, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with it as well, but uh, just give us in a nutshell um, who plays in the league, how many teams, and uh, it, it has a lengthy history as well. It dates back, I think, to the late 70s and, and early 80s.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um- my understanding is, uh, that it's been around since 1979, uh, playing games. I think we, we celebrated our, our 40th anniversary last summer, uh, as a league. Um, it's, it's essentially an 18 plus, uh, competitive senior men's baseball league. Um, so it's, it's really open to anybody in the greater Calgary area who doesn't find it too inconvenient to drive to the Northeast for, for ball games throughout the summer. Um, we've got guys from, you know, all, all walks of baseball life, really. There's, uh, I'm sure you're familiar, but there's a couple of former, former pros, former Calgary Vipers, like, uh, Joe Sargent and, and Brent Cooper, uh, who've been, you know, no strangers to the baseball scene locally for a long time here. Um, NCAA, former NCAA and junior college baseball players who are either in between school years or, or have returned home full time, um, to even to just local Calgary guys who are over the age of 18 and just grew up loving the game like, like the rest of us did, right? So, um, it's kind of an open format league. We've got 11 teams normally. We had 11 teams last year, uh, 10 teams this year. One, one of our teams took, uh, kind of opted out of the season just due to the pandemic and everything like that. So, um, but in a normal season, we have about 11 teams and this year we've got 233 players on. On the ten rosters that we've got, so uh, averages out to about twenty-three guys per team. Um, so it's has yeah, been around a long time. It's it's gotten more and more competitive over the years, but it's a uh, it's it's a really high level of ball. It's it's good and competitive, and it gives gives a place to all the guys in the city and around the city that love the game of baseball and still want to play. You know, maybe after the university days
1: are done. You touched on the the pandemic. Uh, we've seen leagues from from little league all the way up to major league baseball right now struggling to to get on the field and to make things happen um how is it that you've been able to navigate the pandemic and and to this point i believe successfully pull off a a baseball season in alberta tell me walk me through some of that
2: yeah it's it's, it wasn't easy (laughs) it was it was challenging for sure um you know once we We've got a couple of advantages, I think, when compared to other leagues across the, the province and, and, and Canada in that uh, we're, we don't share a facility with any other organizations or leagues, um, which, which makes it easy to kind of control a lot of the variables. Um, we, we've definitely broken the league down. It's, it's The way the season's operated this year has looked drastically different than what it would normally look, um, but so far it's been pretty successful. And, allowing us to kind of have some some semblance of baseball put together for, for the guys to kind of enjoy and, and take their minds off of things um, we were in the process before we actually got uh, before we got word of the actual shutdown uh, we were in the process of kind of putting together contingency schedules and contingency plans for um, you know for the, the possible case in which we, there, you know, there were restrictions handed down from the government so back in I'd like to say February, uh, maybe late January, our league executive had already started having those kinds of discussions. Um, so when the when the shutdown kind of came around in March, there we we had done a lot of homework that we put on the shelf because you know the the message that was passed down was was no baseball, don't worry about it. And then when we got the news that recreational organized sports would be bumped up into phase two, we were able to take some of that homework that we'd already done and build off of it with the restrictions that uh, were handed down at the time uh, during the phase two announcements in mind and uh, and we were able to put together a, a little bit of kind of a quasi-schedule with uh, with smaller divisions breaking teams uh, out into smaller divisions to, to limit how many different you know people are crossing paths with some on-field changes as well you know um communal water tanks and and, and sunflower seeds and stuff like that are, are a no-go and we've added some washing stations and stuff to the field for for the outhouses and stuff like that too. So lots of changes but so far so good and uh, I think the, the guys have enjoyed getting outside and playing some ball for sure.
1: I assume that uh, not not traveling from from city to city and not having overnight stays uh, really helps. And you mentioned Glen Hansen Field and not not sharing it. For those of us uh, who haven't necessarily been to that ballpark, uh, I have checked it out. It's a great great view of downtown Calgary. Maybe uh, just describe what uh, fans can expect if they want to go go watch a baseball game
2: yeah so we're uh the the physical address we use for the field is is 1401 25th avenue northeast uh we're just behind uh in behind the unicorn concrete building um if you kind of go down there's a little dirt parking lot roadway and you'll you turn down there and you can't miss the field um it's It's, as you mentioned, you've you've been there yourself. It's a, it's a gorgeous view of the downtown skyline. It's just on the top of the hill overlooking Deerfoot, uh, and home plate faces out towards, from the northeast towards the downtown core. So right over the outfield wall, you get a perfect look at the skyline. And on a clear, on a clear day, I don't know if there's a better, a better spot to to watch a ball game in the city. So, um, it's a full-size diamond. It's, we've been, we've been playing our games there since 1985, I believe. Um, it was actually put together, there was a, there was a bit of a kind of a lobbying of, of the senior men's circuit, uh, towards the city back in the late 70s, early 80s, right around the, the time that the league was just starting up. And, uh, through, through a lot of volunteerism and, 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 hard work from a lot of parties back then, uh, we were able to, to erect the field and, and have it playable and, and have our own home diamond. Um, Going into the season of 1985, I believe, uh, and and we were debt free even after the construction of the field, we were able to open that season debt
1: free with our own home park. So, and it's been our home ever since. From a fan experience, maybe talk to what you know what what people can expect. Obviously, you're not necessarily set up for, um, you know, uh, what what crowds you might see in uh, the Western Canadian Baseball League or, or things like that, but. Uh, are there operating concessions? Are there washrooms? Is there a functioning scoreboard, uh, announcements, anything like that, or is it uh, a little more stripped down?
2: Uh, it's a little bit more stripped down for now. Um, there are definitely plans. Uh, we we fundraise pretty pretty aggressively through our own league fees and stuff like that. To, to you know, we've got some, some projects on our on our to do list. Uh, there are there are functioning. Uh, we've got um, porta potties on site. Uh, with a full hand washing station right next to it. Um, there is a, a small press box building behind backstop, behind home plates, uh, that will set up a concession stand within for special events. Um, like our, our annual, uh, under normal circumstances, <laughs> in a non-pandemic year, we have a, an all-star game towards the end of the regular season. Uh, we have a, a league home run derby, uh, usually towards the middle, middle or end of July, uh, kind of after the stampede. Um and, uh, and then, uh, a longhorn, the long, Calgary Longhorns in our league host a, a tournament, uh, every July as well. And for those kind of more special occasions, we'll have full concession, but not typically just for regular season games. Um, there are, there is bleacher seating, wooden bleacher seating is set up at the field, uh, for, I don't know, you could probably, probably three, four hundred people. Um, uh, it's extremely rare that they're ever full, but, <laughs> it's a lot of family and friends um you know wives and girlfriends kids uh coming out to watch dad or brother or, or son play ball um just the the a lot of in a lot of cases the players that are playing in this league have been playing for most of their life and their families. you know you, you know you be over time you become a baseball family more or less right so it's something for parents to continue watching their grown kids play ball on a nice day outside stuff like that so
1: our, our fans i assume then uh they're able to bring their own kind of snacks beverages that kind of thing
2: yeah yeah a hundred percent you'll see you'll see everything from small george foreman's out there cooking hot dogs to um you know coolers rolling in uh it's it's a hundred percent free you're you know you're able fans are able to just walk into the diamond and take in a ball game on a day that they feel like they're available to, to go and take one in um our, our season typically runs early may to uh about labor day uh you know, weather permitting, uh, rainouts permitting, um, and and that field usually has a ball game going on it every day from May to so through through early September, except for long weekends. It's the only only blackout dates that we we carry as a league. So there's uh, there's almost always baseball going on up there for for those who are interested in taking it in.
1: Have you uh, have you noticed a few more fans kind of making their way there? I, I noticed uh, the notable. Uh... Hockey celebrity uh, Peter Labardius uh, had, had wandered over and checked out uh, a game or two there. Have, have you noticed an uptick in people just hungry for baseball and wa- wanting to watch uh, a decent level of play?
2: We have. We have, for sure, particularly um, the last couple of years. And, and it's, we're not sure yet if it's kind of a, a league growth, organic growth-type deal, or if it's a league visibility deal through social media and... and you know our, our league website and stuff like that, but um, but there are there seem to be a few more fans than uh, you know than than for sure than my first few years in the league back in 2014 15. Um, you know there's there's been a noticeable uptick in non-player interest in in the games and stuff. So uh, which is promising and it's it makes it fun for the players too, right? When there's there's a little bit more atmosphere that they're playing these games in too. So.
1: You mentioned uh, Joe Sargent being uh, one of the the players in the league. Of course, he's uh, he's been on the podcast before. He's familiar to uh, baseball fans here as a, a former Calgary Viper and a pitching coach with the uh, Okadokes Dogs. Um, yep. I notice a few more names in the in the kind of leaderboards on the on the website: uh, Brendan Rose, Ty Scott, Tony Olson. Uh, the last name Lawson, of course, is. Familiar to to baseball fans uh, in this neck of the woods, um, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, I assume there's a, there's some guys who would normally be playing WCBL and and uh, things like that in the league. Maybe break down some of the 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 rosters and the, the caliber of player that that people can see as well.
2: There, uh, yeah, there there definitely has been an influx of. Uh... Of of talent, particularly from leagues like the WCBL, and then in, in some cases the uh, the Sunburst League uh, out of Red Deer and Edmonton and stuff. Uh, I I think for this particular year, it, it's more a byproduct of of those leagues not having been able to fire up yet, or or in some cases at all. Um, so so you know, baseball talent is the guys who want to play are going to find find places and find ways to to play the game, right? So um, but but like you said, there's you know we got. You know, legacy players like, like Trent Lawson and Corey Lawson, who are uh, sons son of the late, great Jim Lawson, who's, who's been part of the sport of baseball in this city for, for ages. Um, uh, there's, uh, you know, Brendan Rose. Um, Russell Strilcek is uh, another local guy. He was a, a product of, of the uh, Okotoks Junior Dogs Academy, he was, he was, he, who had been playing for the Met and Mavericks in the WCBL up until this summer. Um lots of, uh, lots of local Calgary Babe Ruth products. Uh, the Okatoks Junior Dogs Academy has, has had a, a pretty steep influx of, of players into our league, uh, the last few years. Um lots of Vauxhall Jets, former Vauxhall Jets as well, Jordan Wong, uh, Mark Claussen, uh, you know, guys that grew up in Calgary, went down to Vauxhall, got a, got a springboard to their careers from, from going to that academy and then have since returned home and stuff. So, A lot of these ballplayers have seen uh, elite level high school baseball uh, all the way up to NCAA Division I, Uh, several of them have been former draft picks uh, into Major League Baseball
1: to you at, at this time you know just when it's so hard to find baseball and we're seeing it even at the major league level where it's pretty tenuous whether whether that season is going to finish what does it mean to you to you know to personally get on the field uh, on a regular basis and also just to see the the, the league kind of going forward this summer I, I assume it's kind of taken on a, a bit of extra special meaning this year.
2: For sure, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's, as a self-diagnosed baseball junkie, it's it's nice to just have the game be around again. Um, and, and I'm sure most of the guys in the league would would express the same sentiments. It's uh, there's there's a bit of an escapism to it when you're able to kind of get into the dugout, and, and even more so when you're crossing crossing the chalk line, getting onto the field. Right? There's it's a it's a two and a half hour period where where you're focusing on on nothing but the game. And and whatever else is going on seems to just take a backseat. So, in in a time in a time like this, it's it it can be a little bit relieving for some guys. I'm sure. Uh, I know it gives I know it gives me something to to look forward to on the on the evenings and weekends. You know that that next ball game rolling around is is fun to look forward to. Um, like I said, it's a it's a really competitive league. So most of the most of the guys in this league are. are they another have a chance to, to go out there and, and scrape scrape and claw for for that next W with with their guys, right? So there's a there's a huge camaraderie across the league as well, which which makes it extra special. Uh, you know, it's it's great playing baseball and stuff, but it's it's a whole nother. You know, like I mentioned, the 233 guys that we have on rosters across the league that's 233 guys that you wouldn't typically normally see. Um, a couple of them are close friends off the field and stuff, but for a lot of us, that going to the diamond is the only time you get to see some of those guys because you're either living in totally opposite parts of town or, or whatever the case is so it's it's nice to get the, the baseball network in the city back together because it's as you probably you and joe probably know it's baseball is not a great uh, not a very big network in, in and around the area it's definitely growing but for a long time it's been a pretty small but tight-knit community so it's nice when you're able to get back out there with uh, with the rest of the guys
1: looking ahead and looking forward we're moving into august here uh how much uh runway do you have left on the season and uh are there any important dates or or playoff dates looming what's uh uh what can can we look forward to over the next uh, month or, or or so
2: yeah we've got uh i want to say we're about if, if we're about at the halfway point of uh of the scheduled regular season i would uh off the top of my head, I'd say we have maybe 15 or 15 or, or 20 games left or so uh, across all teams' remaining schedule. Uh, barring future notes we've got games going right through August 15th, um, and, and like I said earlier, that's that's pretty much every night at the Diamond, so, uh, which includes four games on Saturdays and four games on Sundays uh so we'll probably have, have 15 or 20 games left of the regular season or so and then at that point um part of our discussion early on given the given the circumstances this particular year um we're i believe we're we're going to be waiting for word to come down or either move into phase 3 uh or you know given given recent news and recent trends in terms of numbers and stuff we we might be going the wrong direction <laughs> for that but it would require it would require a uh, uh, a move into phase three for us to really cross over uh, from these divisions we've broken into uh, and allow, and allow for a true, um, a true playoff uh, that would crown a champion at the end of a playoff for, for 2020. Um, there will be some interdivision playoffs where where teams are still not crossing out, out of that cohort division uh following the regular season but that may not be enough to to really determine a true champion but there should still be games uh some postseason play within the divisions uh for at least a couple of weeks after that august 15th regular season finale um so i'd imagine we're going to be playing right through the month of august at least and then hopefully if we get some good news from uh from ahs uh we might be able to actually cross over and and uh and have a full championship series to, to cap it all off for the year
1: Curtis, if people want to find out more about uh, about the league and uh, schedule, uh, stats, uh, season leaders, things like that, where where can they find you online and uh, and on social media if you're on there?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, our, our league homepage. Our league website is uh, fmba.ca, um, and uh, we're we're also pretty active on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle for the league is at fmba underscore um, we've got regular game uh, recaps and, and scores that we tweet out, as well as player highlights and stuff for, for some of the bigger performances. Um, but the whole schedule is up on our website, fmba.ca. Uh, we've got player statistics, uh, as well as some some weekly recaps and stuff that they can uh, they can go and find there.
1: Curtis, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, and uh, all the best with the rest of the season. I hope uh, it's a successful conclusion to the season, and I uh, hope everyone... Uh, enjoys themselves playing ball, and, and more importantly, stays uh, healthy doing so.
2: You betcha. We do as well. appreciate uh, Appreciate you having me on.
0: Thanks again to Curtis Smith for joining us to talk a bit about the Foothills Major Baseball Association and a big thanks to Ian Wilson for the great interview and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, make sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you check us out. Those actions help spread the word about what we're up to. Until next time, thank you so much again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.